Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. All right. That means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's do it. Let's start the show. The world is upside down. Uh, Eddie Van Halen is dead, which is is really sad. Uh, Twitter spent most of the day uh, vacillating between some uh, pretty eye-opening presidential polling data and some sort of extended infinite jest conversation, which was even sadder. Um. Uh, and, and so, so in times like these, when, uh, when, when things seem like they're going haywire all around you, but also the weather is starting to cool down a little bit, we've entered a season where you can take advantage of something that no matter what will absolutely help ground and center you and will not at all cause any ridiculous fights over regional variations on a food stuff yeah oh football oh i I was gonna go (laughs) v-neck sweaters i mean are they okay can anybody wear them no i mean i did i did say food stuff i things haven't gotten so dire that we're eating sweaters yet (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i mean who who knows at this point no no kevin what are we talking about today we are talking about the um what I consider the most utilitarian of foods, <laughs> chili. This comes from Kevin, who is a known eater of tilapia, broccoli, and and rice, if if given his druthers. So I, yes. I think that that's that's really high praise. That's, that's tilapia rice chili to you. He, he, Kevin definitely has the most uh, Skip Baylessian palate of the four of us. So I'm I'm fascinated yes. to hear your chili takes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't necessarily know that I have any, but go ahead. I'm Pierce. so we, sorry for connecting you to Skip Bayless in any way. Really, I am. I, it's it's not my finest uh, hour. It's okay. It's okay. We're we're gonna we're gonna talk about um you know we're gonna talk about chili. This is gonna be our chili cast. You know, occasionally we do uh, non non you know just in the ether discussions about food and it usually makes people feel better and since you know sean you just went into basically all we talk about right now is death um and and to an extent the the weather so this this take this takes um this is a nice uh you know diversion from that so i mean i think the best place to start is when we say chili um what are we talking about and I think defining is is very difficult, and we talked about that here. And I think that that is one of the challenges with chili is, even though it's a utilitarian thing, so you think you'd understand like at base it is this and it does this thing. Uh, it's kind of hard to say what goes in chili at a foundational level. Yeah, I I'd mean, say chili's like porn. You know it when you see it. Oh my god! Mm. Well, like, but that that was. That was essentially the you know the joke that I was falling back on at the beginning is like, I, you know, 
I said it's something that can, you know, ground and center you no matter what. But chili is low-key, like, the most contentious food item in the entire United States. Like, yeah, more it, more than is a hot dog a sandwich, more than, like, what is an acceptable condiment to put on a hot dog. Like, it's it, more than more than pizza. This is the thing that everyone in the country has takes on. Yeah. It, is it? Are, well, yeah. What? yeah. Well, there's always there are always competitions and yeah. So so I, I think that we can we can start as we start to define this. I will I will point point at Texas because you know Texas has opinions about everything. And just to start, um, you know Texas I think in a lot of ways claims to be where Chile started, which yes. you know I, I think they have a history whatever. But one of the first contentions they have, and why I have to throw this out the window as a as a foundation of Chile is. They have long discussions, and some of their competitions are based off of this, over beans or no beans. There's a big contingent that says, no, beans do not go in chili. And uh, there are obviously plenty of adherents to beans, including uh, one, one Max here, who is a big bean proponent. Um, also a non-Texan, so, so maybe it's in the blood. But, uh, you know, just right there, I think we have to strike off beans as a foundational component of chili. I mean, I I get what you're saying. I, my experience has very much been that, it, you know, if you offer a Texan uh, beaned chili, you better be ready for a knife fight. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're, I think, uh, personally, I think they're wrong uh, because beans are, are, are good. They just, they are. Uh, and And then if you're striking beans... Mm-hmm. From from our our list of what what is the foundation of chili, you're basically left with like two options, and one of them, if you leave it out, is um, it's going to uh, it, it's going to run you afoul uh, of a, a fairly large group of people. Um, and and now I, that is probably a fight that you are uh, uh, spoiling for, but mm-hmm. on some level, if beans aren't a foundational element of chili, then meat has to be. Just just sort yep. of semantically speaking, and I also don't mm-hmm. agree with that. But do you have to have one of the two? So I, I think. No. I think no. that you. Okay. I think you, you should have both, but but that's fine. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, the more the merrier, of course. So uh, okay, so we're striking beads. Where you kind of have to maybe strike meat, even though I, I, I think it's important. But I've, ha- I've I'm sure I've had vegetarian chili. Um, so. Right, are, but the vegetarian chili I've had has beans in it. I've never had one that has, has neither, I guess, yes, is what I was yeah. getting at. So that's a really good point. Um, now, the other thing that that is often in it, but I was just reading a recipe, I think watching a Benching with Babish episode the other day, that did not have tomatoes in it. And so now mm. we've got this this wheel, like what are we, what are we left with? Um, and I believe in that recipe what it was was meat, which we're saying we're striking – and then the one thing that I think you have to have, the only thing you really have to have, is the actual chilies of some sort. A chili powder, a rehydrated chilies. 
given the name, which I'm not, you know, not to be semantic about that, but like, I think you have to have the chili. Yeah, I, I'm. Like I, peppers? Yes. All right, yeah, yeah. Lots yeah, of some, some sort of spice. I mean, really, I, I think that if you were going to attempt to make a big tent definition of chili that no one should be able to argue with, you basically would really just call it some sort of spiced stew. Yes. Yeah. That's it, really it what be... it is. Sometimes it has, you know, sometimes it has red meat. Sometimes it has, I mean, one of one of my favorite chilies in the entire world is uh, kind of like a white turkey chili from uh, Deer Valley, the mm-hmm. ski resort in Utah, Colorado, Utah. It's in Utah. Um and and it's it's like a turkey corn and black bean chili, um, that's made with creamed corn. Like it, and it, it definitely doesn't look like what you probably picture as chili when you close your eyes, but there's no there's no doubt that it's chili. It doesn't have tomatoes. It doesn't have red meat. It doesn't even have kind of I would say the beans that you typically think of. Like I, I would imagine you usually think of like a kidney bean. But mm. it's got black beans, and so hmm. all of all of those things that people love to fight over, to me at least, are just kind of variation quibbles. And these are all—they're all chili. It's all chili, yeah. baby. It's so, all good so when so it's is, cold outside. Is an arabiata a chili? What? No arabiata sauce. It's a that's a pasta sauce. Yeah, what? but is it because well, you don't eat it on its own? Oh shoot! I see. I see what you're. I see what you're getting at, Mick. So, oh, so no. this this is this oh, is a good, terrible a, direction. <laughs> yeah. So that, no, this is this is a good question. I think it's so. What we've established is it sounds like the the chili, um, some kind of spice. Mm-hmm. So basically. You've got the spice, and then whatever else is going on, you're basically braising, stewing the other crap you put in there, you know, over a period of time. So the outcome of this, so this is an item you were braising it in this chili spiced liquid. Um, it all commingles, but I think that this gets into Kevin's point a little bit to save us from Max going off the rails. <laughs> It's also worth noting that this feels like a very American dish. It takes other influences and, and puts it to, together, and it's you know not not totally original. Um, uh, so, but I, I think where it differs from, say, a pasta sauce, um, is that Kevin that utilitarian aspect. I think one thing about chili too, where you have to say you know the presentation, not just what is in it, and and the the method of cooking is the end result. And I think that's what you're getting at a little bit. Yeah. I, when I say utilitarian, I think it, it's, it really is in a lot of ways. Like when Sean refers to the, the competition of different chilies, I kind of, I think if you take it as a, if you like, yeah, you embrace the differences, then it to me becomes like this low stress dish. It's like, if I'm making chili, I don't really feel stressed if I'm like making it for other people. You can kind of pick what you want. You can pick what you like it's easy to make substitutions to make it either healthier or tastier. Um, and I think that you can get, I think it really, uh, 
has like diminishing returns in the way in terms of cooking uh like how much effort you make in cooking it um where i think that you can get like a pretty good chili without much effort but then you can put more in and it will get slightly better um and then if you put a lot of time in you can have like this really good chili but i when i say utilitarian i really just mean like it's easy to make you can make it how you want and it generally turns out like it won't be bad. It will be good. You can make great chili, but it's pretty hard to make like bad chili. Well, I and with with one notable exception, which is, it, you know, if you if you happen to come from a, a particular region of southeastern Ohio, mm. you know, as as someone who has um, a lot of family and has had a lot of uh, um, basically Bolognese Cincinnatus. Um, <laughs> In, in my life, um, I, I am going to vouch for it a little bit because I, I think that the – so th- this goes into the end product. Can you have Cincinnati chili on its own? Well, I would argue no because it is served over and is really more like a bolognese sauce in that it is uh, really – the focus is meat – uh, ground beef braised in, in the chili powder and I think it's got like – just a bunch of dark stuff and it's served over spaghetti which is kind of odd yeah like not not that you know i mean we, we all we all went to school we all learned that wikipedia isn't your final source but you know chili con carne is kind of like the the it's the long version Correct. of the name but cincinnati chili the entry literally starts as such cincinnati chili is a mediterranean spiced meat sauce used as a topping for spaghetti or hot dogs yeah its name evokes comparison to chili con carne, but the two are dissimilar in consistency, flavors, and serving methods. Uh, mm-hmm. Ingredients include ground beef, water or stock, tomato paste, that all sounds good, spices such as cinnamon, huh, uh, nutmeg, allspice, clove, cumin, chili powder, bay leaf, and in some home recipes, unsweetened dark chocolate. They mixed up their pumpkin pie recipe with their chili recipe. Someone's got to help Cincinnati. <laughs> Cincinnati sure. is is weird. It's in Ohio and Kentucky, so it's got a lot to sort out. Um, but but yeah, I mean, I I had a lot of it growing up. But you you point out a good thing there, which is it's really not jiving with our our chili recipe because we've said foundationally it's it's got chilies in it, which it does. It's braised for a long time, which it does. But it's not it's not on its own. Yeah, and, and so so you've gotten I think you you've hit on the two like the two big the other two big things for me. It's like it's a consistency, it's a stew, it's not a soup, it's not a sauce, and method of serving. Like a chili dog is great, but I want my chili almost exclusively on its own in a bowl with some toppings. I don't want it over rice. I certainly don't want it over pasta. <laughs> like Time chili, and place. chili mac is its chili mac is its own different thing. Like that's we can talk about that later, but that's also not what we're talking about really. Yeah. yeah um yeah. but but for at least for me, if I were drawing lines in the sand on what is chili, it would be spices, stew, and primarily made to serve on its own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think that um, 
you know what what we've gotten into here and, and i think we all came to it from from chili being really comforting and you get into this time of year where you're inside a little bit more it's cooler chili is warm um <clears throat> you know you're putting on flannel you're inside with people or the same person you've been inside with for the last seven months um I, I think another thing about chili that is really laudable is um everyone has their own recipe like everybody who's everyone who's made it at least once has not just an opinion on what goes in it but they will share with you the way that they do it which it's i'm sure it could get to be really um not fun and that people are are too uh, I, I guess proud of what they're doing and it blocks them from appreciating others but i enjoy hearing about how others uh prepare their chili and and how they feel about what goes in it and why because while i may disagree it, it's nice that everyone seems to care that they can make it and will share it with you yeah max oh um yeah no i totally agree with that <laughs> i um i also i mean to kevin's point i really like that i think chili is just such a forgivable thing to prepare um yep. i it is definitely the thing that i've experimented most with as a meal um i've made you know pineapple habanero turkey chili i've made chocolate guinness uh short rib chili both of those were good in their own ways like it, it's it's you never know <laughs> um until you try it and uh unless you put just too much of like crazy things in even then it's just it's just a fun thing to mess with and it usually still comes out like pretty good yeah if it doesn't really... just throw more chili powder on it, it yeah, <laughs> yeah it's too. a really good lab it's hard to fuck up it's very good it's like very easy to get to the baseline of like i made chili that i will enjoy eating and it's not hard to do but it's still there's also it's a very rewarding thing to make because even at that baseline level, there's still like enough work to do that it, it feels like a project that you've accomplished. And then from there, the possibilities to branch out and say, for example, I, I don't want ground meat. I don't want ground beef texture. I'm going to get, I'm, you know, I'm going to get like some cheap steaks and I'm going to trim them a little bit and I'm going to cut those into chunks. So I have like chunks of meat that have a that has a grain to it in my chili instead of ground beef like that's that's something that gives you a little more work to do uh and it produces a result that's very enjoyable if you buy one of those gigantic containers of chili powder from yoders in madison virginia like i did and then forgot that i had done and did again and you find yourself with roughly i don't know a gallon of chili powder and want to experiment with putting 10 tablespoons of it in one batch of chili, uh, you can. It will come out really good. I promise. Yeah. Uh, what you know, about the other end? It's it's just it's such a good canvas for experimentation. And, and the way you put it, Max, like it's forgiving. Like that is mm -hmm. – that's the best thing about it. Yeah. I, also, I think that it's – because you, you know it is some usually some very simple things some things that are are also it's important to note pretty inexpensive uh, you know beef ground yes. beef uh, having issues uh, aside putting together 
ground beef and maybe an onion and, and, and some tomato stuff and some chili powder and, and some beans. Those are all like staples that you can get very inexpensively. But, but also the nice thing is you have this big pot of something and it takes time. And when you have something that takes time, you're, you're invested in it. And when it's on the stove and you're inside and, and you can smell it and stuff like that, and it, it's taking that time, it has like some built-in hype. And then you can be proud of the outcome because it's, pro- it's, it's probably going to be good. It may not be great, but it's, it's going to be good. So I think that investment and the, the reward in the end is, is really great. You know, it's one thing about when you, you know, microwave something or throw something in the oven really quick and there's not enough time to get excited, but that's something that's really cool about chili is you can get excited for your experiment or just to sit down and have some chili. Yeah. Yeah. And another, uh, so yeah, the, um, the inexpensiveness was another aspect to the, the utilitarian part of this. Um, and then, like, another one uh, to add on to that is also it's just a great vehicle for leftovers, too. Like, it's not – you get a lot of output for your input. It's not like, oh, I had – like, you can have four friends over and give them chili, and then you still have chili left over. Hell, yeah. True about, like, a lot of meals. And then you sock some away in the freezer, and then you remember two months later, oh, shit, I got chili. Yes, it's going to be a good day. And then, so then you get the added experimentation bonus of being able to uh, play around with, like, toppings and serving your bowl of chili with, like, a dollop of sour cream or Greek yogurt or a sprinkling of cheese or some homemade pickled onions or slices of an avocado or maybe all of those things. And you can really, you know, you can give... You can give leftover chili new life really easily in a way that's yeah. delightful. And a nice thing about toppings, too, is depending on the people present. You know, remember when we would have people over and we would eat together. I think those were called dinners. Um, <laughs> but, you know, having something that is a base and as you've gone, a very simple ingredients. You don't have to account for spices and stuff. But most people are okay with the, the flavors involved in in tomatoes, beans, uh, you know, beef and and some onions type of thing. You know, those flavors are, are normal enough that you get them. But the toppings can be the great equalizer. I mean, they become very – you have this this base thing and, and a very nice democratic ideal of, of equality. And then you have these things that you can add and, and make it make it your own. So you've, you've also got some liberty in there too. And again, chili is just this, this beautiful thing that, that can bring – everyone together in in the midst of of utter darkness quite literally as it gets cooler and cooler outside so i i i appreciate that aspect too i myself have not a big um fan of putting too much on it because i want to because i'm usually making the chili and i want to see what i made or what someone else made for that matter at Mm -hmm. least in the first bowl because there's always two bowls so (laughs) that's yes that is uh i can I can confirm stews. Uh, stews of all sorts are are meant are meant for multi bowl consumption. There's a reason, like there's a reason that uh, August is not gumbo season in New Orleans. Uh, mm. It's because it's winter sustenance food. It's meant it's meant for sticking to your ribs. Uh, and so I I know personally when I'm making chili, I typically get the sort of unadulterated tasting out of the way while I'm cooking it. 
and I'm kind of like strategizing out what's going to go on top of bowl number one while I'm tasting it. But <laughs> but again, that's that's me, and I I have the you know I have the space to do that, just like you can do it however you want. I mean, you know, uh, you can napalm it with hot sauce if you want to up the spice, uh, and that's that's also really good because it gives you know it gives the person who's making it if you're making it for a group of people like you have a license to turn down the spice level because no one is going to be deprived mm-hmm. of their heat you can make it so that you know it's there but that you don't overwhelm anyone because like look people have wildly differing levels of capsaicin tolerance and that's fine like you don't have to like spice as much as i like spice but i'm not gonna make it how i want to eat it knowing that it's gonna you know that's gonna be a bad time for you i'm gonna make it how i know you'll enjoy eating it and then i can you know i can tune it up to my heart's content or you can just point to the sour cream and cheese and they can deal i don't i don't actually recommend that yes kevin (laughs) Yeah, well, I was going to say this kind of brings me to a point I wanted to bring up in that. Um, so Julia grew up in a, a family of health freaks. And so her chili that she's grown up with doesn't really um, go with a lot of things. So it usually has like a lot of carrots and zucchini in it. Never beef, always like, you know, ground turkey. Um, and it's also uh, to Sean's to give Sean more dismay served over rice. Um, so I love it. I think it's great. There's a ton of flavor. It's awesome. You're eating um, however, yeah, however, I can show that Kevin is winking at us as he says that he loves it. <laughs> just kidding. He's not. I mean, we've, um, we've defined that it's damn, not chili, but we've got that is Kevin. We've cold <laughs> shit there. No, there's plenty of chili powder. There's plenty that of tomatoes. There's beans, there's cheddar cheese. But it's served above, over but, rice. You, we, we, that was one of the rules we established. Well, okay, that's, but you don't have you don't have to. Like it will still be good without it. It's just we, we. That's what we do. I mean, look. Um, if there's like, anything that you learned from listening to this podcast for nearly five years now, it's that words simultaneously mean everything and nothing. So right. <laughs> it's all it's all chili. The turkey sandwich but, I had for lunch today is fucking chili. So I'm saying, if we were to, if we wanted to make that for some, like a visitor, what do we need to change? Is it just? I think you got to take it... out the zucchini first off. That bothers the shit out okay. of me. I just, just from a perspective of like, if you braise something for a long time, how does the zucchini end up? I imagine it would just be this like squeaky thing. It just melts in. You don't even yeah. know it's there. Maybe I don't I know. I mean, maybe uh, that just—that's a legit question. How does the zucchini end up? Unless it's like it's, just thirty it's minutes, fine. it's not like you just add, you add it in like later. You don't just oh have it okay. In the beginning. All right, that's that's different. I was concerned that there was just zucchini hanging out at the bottom for an hour or two, and like weird things were going on. We are all spit um, assholes. No, I yeah. just no, I, it's we, fine. We, I'm just asking because like you know I want to know what uh, adjustments to make uh, if we ever so, have to. Uh, it's so there's it's, tomatoes in that. There's yeah. ground turkey, and then are there beans? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds I don't think you good. need to make any adjustments. Yeah. And chili powder, yeah. Okay, but what should I tell, like, should I say we're having vegetables? To, well, then it's not vegetables. To be like, you know, no, just, I, 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 would, I would just put the rice out and let people interpret it as they will, maybe. <laughs> that, yeah, <laughs> that's then, true. Okay. That's and, probably the only thing that I would do is give, right. give, give well, rice as an option. 
And I guess I, probably the reason this happens is because uh, the her family is gluten free, so they don't have cornbread to eat on the side, or mm. you know, other corn, things. So cornbread corn doesn't have gluten in it. Oh, at least well, I use corn flour, so so that. Okay. Whoa. Whoa. Speaking of yeah, speaking of experimentation and going too far, yeah, that's that's a good that's a that's a good that's a good point. Um, what kind of rice do you do you use? Just normal rice? Uh, yeah, like jasmine, I think. Oh, okay. Or bismati. Okay. How fancy! Well, that's that's a color of a different horse too. Um. Yeah, so I mean that's that's pretty. That is definitely a uh, a different outlook, uh, Kevin. But but that's very different than than I think that Max just going off the rails with some of your uh, like experimentations because that's not the same recipe every time. It's different recipes every time. Other than the other than the rice, it's not that different. It sounds like you're just making turkey chili and adding some extra vegetables. Like I've yeah. put mango, I've put pineapple, I've put chocolate in my chili. Not all together in all separate chilies, but I'm just saying, like, who am I to judge other ingredients? Um, as long as they're not potatoes, I don't think you can put potatoes in chili. <laughs> then Some, that's just then I'm just making way. beef stew, <laughs> <laughs> which you should stew. do. It's the right time of year oh, for that, anyway. Good. Oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. stew is good next week. <laughs> but then, but then I'd almost encourage you to replace your your chili powder or your chili paste with red wine and just make like a proper beef stew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, the, the mango is an interesting one to me because it's just like, it's so sweet and like pineapple, pineapple is definitely sweet, but it also like, I can, I mean, I can like picture eating a piece of pineapple and there's clearly like some acid tang to it behind the sweetness. And I don't ever really get quite that vibe from mango. So I'm, I'm fascinated by this mango chili. Yeah, it was also, mango habanero turkey chili, and I only made it once. So that kind of tells you what so, I thought about it. Fair enough. And that, but that, it was I still ate all of it. <laughs> that that, right. that brings up an interesting, I think, textural point too. I, I mean, to the to the idea of adding more vegetables, like a zucchini. Uh, you know, so I think it's nice sometimes to get a mix of textures with chili. Um, that's why the beans are are good at the end because you know it's very nice to have the the beef tomato interplay of just this like really smooth thing but chomping on like having the extra texture of the the beans or in this case zucchini uh it, it gives some extra extra textural oomph that that you maybe don't get with a mango which is probably going to be pretty soft um so that's interesting there you know on the one hand we've got more vegetables which could get a little toothsome um versus uh i think a mango which continues the consistency potentially if it if it really cooks down okay that's my culinary observation worth hot dog no sense hot dog with chili on it uh so you know we we're we're getting to that amount of time where it, it seems like maybe uh maybe we should start eyeing moving on to what people really come for but uh does anybody have some some last chili thoughts that they want to make sure we get in first uh, cool no. oh, good. all right well then we will uh 
we'll wrap that up and we'll we'll roll right along uh awkward pauses and all to pierce is sorry what are you apologizing for today I think it's just that chili, the idea of chili, this this really true American thing, patriotism in a bowl, um, is is just it, it takes your breath away, it leaves you speechless. So I, I think that's very accurate. But yes, to move on. Um, so this past weekend, I went to a, <clears throat> a lovely brewery in uh, that had lots of outside space in uh, part of Atlanta that I had not been to before. So it was really cool to visit. Um, had a really great beer there. Uh, their their bartenders were great. So I went back up and I said, "Hey," and this is something I've I've started to to do a lot. Um, and I think people appreciate it, but they I think they also feel weird. Is that I'll say to the bartender, "Hey, I really liked this. Um, you know, I'm having my second beer of the day, or sometimes it'll be I'm having my first beer of the day. What is something that you all have right now that excites you?" Now, I think that that's a good question to ask because someone will give me something and usually they respond with, uh, oh, well, this, blah, blah. So I did that same tact this this past um, weekend and didn't give any other parameters. And the bartender actually said to me, so you're saying anything that excites me up to me? I was like, yeah, yeah. You know, and there's this implied trust. And what I will say is that I erred there because I did not give any other parameters. And I should say that I still had something that was very good for what it was, but I wanted a beer, and what I got was Honeysuckle Seltzer. So I played myself, and so now the, so now the problem... So there's, there's an inherent problem, too. It's like, I know their beer is good, but because I have not had other exotic seltzers... I don't know if their seltzer was good or not. I think it was, but maybe it's just like chili, which is, this is all kind of good, and none of it is actually great, but it's all fine. So I I played myself um, by not being like, yes, as long as it's beer. Uh, and so here I was trying to make a connection, and uh, I, you know, kind of nursed through a pint of seltzer. So I think you've erred in a couple of other ways. <laughs> One is that we just spent half an hour talking really about how all chili is great. So uh, that's, I think that was just a faulty, faulty premise that you used there. Uh, You know, you're saying, you're saying not all hard seltzer is great. uh, (laughs) I I don't. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it that's a different, is. Different, no, okay. I mean, Product yeah, Max, Max is pretty much different. right about that. It it is all kind of great. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, look, you know, I, I I I do I I do find it curious that if you mentioned a a beer that the bartender wouldn't have taken that suggestion to then give you another beer, but. You know, they could have wrung out the bar towel into a glass and said, hey, this is exciting. Drink up, asshole. So, like, you know, I think you made out okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, that would be that would be a, a poor tact if, if they did that. But I, um, it would have it would no. have been an incredible move. We definitely would have been talking about it on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, so... So, so I, uh, I think in that case it would have been fine to just be like, "Oh, I'm in a beer," 
You know, like I feel like you can make the parameter after the. I mean, this this person really thought about it, and that and they like verified <laughs> with me. They're like, anything that excites me, I'm like, yeah. And if you're asking that question, it's like you are really thinking about it, which I appreciate. Um, and I've had, okay. I've, I will say, I've had a lot of success with that, and I would consider this a success. It took me out of my comfort zone, and um, that's what trying things is all about in in some ways. Like, I didn't want the same thing I've been having all the time because that would be boring and I want to know how they differentiate themselves. So everyone aired and, and no one aired, really. I don't yeah. think there were too many airs to air. Yeah, yeah. It was, I have uh, no airs to air. Uh, okay. Uh, now that we've we've done that, uh, we'll close the show as we do with a big idea from pop culture. Uh, now, I think... I mean, we've done a we have done a podcast before about how Pierce did not really grow up with video games being a significant presence in your life. Yes. Correct. Okay. Correct. So so that I think means then that you missed out on a phenomenon that uh everyone who plays video games encounters at some point or other in their in their life which is uh the game's cheating ah yes and uh last week on or actually i guess with the timing it might have even been the week before uh on bomani jones podcast the right time uh, he closed his show with a, a segment that he does where they open up a voicemail line and have a topic and let listeners call in and tell a story related to the topic. And the topic was, tell us about a time when the game cheated. And the last call of the segment was an incredible tale. Uh, honestly, it was a yarn. That's It crossed over into being a yarn. Uh, about a fateful game of Madden football in the year 1993 in San Diego, California that ended with a man taking a game cartridge out into the backyard, putting it down on the ground, and shooting it with a gun. And look, all, all I know... Here, here's what I know. I have been extremely frustrated by video games before. I have stooped to some uh, depths that I'm not super proud of. But I don't think I've ever cared about anything in my miserable life enough to take a Madden cartridge out in the backyard Pull a piece and light it up. So, so I have one counter to this. Have you ever had those two things at the same time before? I bet the answer is no. So I don't think you're in a place. To the, oh, the, a, a the video game firearm in the man cartridge. I mean that is that is true. I have never had video games and a gun at the same time. Uh, I mean that that would be an interesting. I, like that would be an interesting way for me to say that I've never 
had a gun. I mean, I, I could say I've never had a left foot and a gun at the same time, and it would mean the exact same thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I've I've never, uh, I have never been that angry about certainly about a video game, uh, maybe about anything ever. Uh, or, or maybe I have, and I just haven't had the tools to find out. Who knows? I Thank would not goodness. Like I would not. I would not like to learn that about myself. So maybe I should just uh, go on continuing to live a life of having never had a left foot and a gun at the same time. On that weird note, that is the end of the show. You can find us at our home on the web, www.prettyokpod.com. You can subscribe to the podcast feed on your app of choice. If you do that, please uh, leave a rating, review, comment, that sort of thing, or just tell a friend about the show. We'd love to share it with them as well. We'll be back next week to talk about something else. Until then, I'm Sean. I'm Pierce. I'm Max. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Make some stories this weekend.